We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Wiederer is brought to you by Horizon Therapeutics, a global biotech company going to incredible lengths. He joins us on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dan, I, I I kind of felt the end of the beginning there. This is the for me the 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 thematic statement from yesterday. That second quarter, that third quarter was the end of the Bears season, as far as I'm concerned. And it's time to shut this thing down. Figure out what matters. Figure out what's important, and get back at it when it's time for for rookie minicamp post draft. So. First of all, happy new year to you guys. I hope you had a, a good weekend. Um, I, I, I'm with you like 80% of the way. My three-word review on yesterday's game was cancel week 18. Yeah. For the same reasons that you just kind of yeah. mentioned. I just don't like this team is who it is, and, and we're just kind of stuck. And I, I don't even think the Vikings would uh, <laughs> reject the offer to not come to Chicago and, and, and play this game this coming weekend. That said, I do think that you still want to try to squeeze out um, – whatever you can developmentally from a handful of key players. And you want to see how your players respond to a butt kicking as pronounced as yesterday's was. We were talking last night and, and one of the conversation points was, can Matt Eberflus afford to have another embarrassing showing like that in week 18? And if the bears do come out and get blown out again, no matter who the Vikings play, is that a troubling sign? Is that something that we need to, to, to be concerned with just because this team sort of, sold itself as being something that here at the the stretch run it's not when you say can't afford do you mean fire him no 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 i i just mean in terms of the erosion of belief in you know it goes back to what we talked about in the the summer of what does the hits principle mean if it requires talent across the board to to function at any sort of level that that keeps you competitive with 500 teams in in the nfl Right. I, you know, and I, I get it. They're hurt. They're banged up. Things of that nature. And they're bad. Yes. And really, really, and really, really, bad. Re- yeah. really, really bad across the board. So I've got about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter of my offensive rewatch here. And it's almost more troubling today than it was yesterday in some respects because of uh, just some signs of regression from the quarterback. And you don't want to see that at this stage of the season. Maybe it was a one-off and maybe it wasn't. And so we just have to keep our eyes on that because there are things uh, from a, a quarterbacking one-on-one standpoint that are just not rock solid in this performance yesterday. And the Bears better hope it's a one-off. When it comes to uh, the, the word that is often whispered but never spoken aloud when we're talking to coaches quit, how did Matt Eberflus handle when you guys were talking about the level of effort his team didn't give yesterday? Yeah, he said it didn't sit well. 
it, you know, and it shouldn't have sit well. It, it shouldn't have sat well with anybody that that experienced that, whether that's a player or a coach or anyone who had to be on their couch watching that. You look at DeAndre Swift's two touchdowns yesterday, Lawrence, and they didn't lay a finger on him. And it, it, that's just inexcusable uh, for a running back to just have almost no hindrance on his way into the end zone twice, once with a run, once with a, a little screen that pass. third and 18 also, that that one that, as well. That right? one, like, that that's you circle that one and you say, I don't, I don't care if you're never going to play in the NFL again. You, you you can do better than that. And and Dan, that's that's the first series of the third quarter, right? At that point, you're you're not out of that game. If you've got some fighting spirit in you, I know you're down 14 points, but if you've got some fighting spirit in you and you've got your opponent backed up into third and 18 inside their own 20, you get a stop and you get the ball and you go down and make that a football game. And instead they let one get out of the gates for 35. And on the very next play, they let another one get out the gates for 40. And, and now you're down 31 points. And then to go along with that, now you have all of every single one of your possessions in the second half came with you down by 21 points or more. And you managed 42 passing yards. I mean, that is the the quintessential setup to get garbage passing yards. Your passing attack gets, you know, 20 here, 15 there, 17 here. And by the end of the day, you've got a bunch of padded stats that don't mean anything. The Bears couldn't even get that yesterday because of how broken they were across the board. It was equal opportunity failure. The offensive line didn't play well. The receivers didn't help out. And Justin had a, a, a terrible game. And, and if they're not willing to acknowledge that, I can't help you at this point, right? Like there are things that the quarterback is accountable for. And Justin, to his credit, understands he's accountable for. The one thing that's impressed me about Justin Fields uh, this season is that he handles criticism of Justin Fields a thousand times better than a lot of Bears fans handle criticism of Justin Fields. And it's mature and it's grounded and it's an understanding that he's a big boy who knows what this job is, knows what the responsibilities are, knows what the pressures are, knows what the spotlight is. And he's going to grind to get it right but he also understands that there are things that, that he has to improve on and, and the rest of the world better understand that as well because he has not reached uh, a state of arrival that this city, I think, proclaimed widely prematurely. You're closer to it than we are. Why hasn't Chase Claypool popped? Well, he was hurt for a little while. Uh, he arrived in November and you're fighting uphill with those two things right away. Then you get back yesterday and I don't think he was even in for 40% of the snaps yesterday and there's just not timing and, and chemistry there. Well, now you Lawrence, you've got another, another guy, a, a, a guy you invested a lot in to bring here who isn't producing and then has a little bit of a, a sideline outburst yesterday. And the quarterback's got to go over and tell him, like, this doesn't help us. These emotions have to be channeled in the right direction. And now you've got another thing that you've got to keep an eye on. The number of things that are actually locked in for this football team versus the number of things you have to be concerned about is troubling. Tevin Jenkins, everybody wanted him in the Pro Bowl a month ago. I can't stay on the football field. Chase Claypool, they traded a second-round draft pick for. He's not producing, and now he seems like he's a little bit upset about not producing. And, and even before the game, Lawrence, last week, he – he basically acknowledged in the locker room that he's aware of the outside criticism, which kind of bothers me a little bit. Like, block it out, dude. Like, get get to work and, and, and get yourself right and get yourself producing. And don't be worried about what's being said about you in the outside world. Just go do your job. And that's why I, I just I, – I don't know where the magic dust is going to come to accelerate this turnaround because they have so, so far to go. What did you make of the way that Justin approached the, the conversation about Claypool yesterday? Mature. Again, like uh, every single thing that Justin has done from an approach standpoint in this season has been rock solid, A to A plus. And, and that's another instance of it, again, of a guy who understands what his role on the football team is, and it's to keep things steady. 
And to have that that perspective and that 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 ability in the moment to to handle it that way is it, it's a terrific sign. It's another show of the, the 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 leadership and intangibles that this kid brings to the table that gives him a chance, along with the the, the talent and athleticism and skill set that gives him a chance. Well, now you have to take that chance and actually capitalize on it. But in that particular instance, Lawrence, I don't know what, what you made of it, but I just thought that was a, a terrific show of a quarterback being like, hey, <laughs> turn the page and, and let's get this thing, you know, under reps as quickly as we can because we've got things to do on the football field. I thought the other bad look for Eberflus outside of his team not trying was the way he handled the Dante Pettis concussion issue. Yeah. It's like he didn't hear himself talk. Like he cleared, he was cleared, of, he didn't have a concussion. Where is he? He's in the hospital due to blurred vision and all that after getting hit in the head. What are we doing here? I mean, that caught my ear in the moment that it happened, and it was just a little bit strange, obviously strange phraseology, but also strange on how you clear a concussion protocol with blurred vision. If you have a head energy and, 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 you, and you have blurred vision, I mean, thank God Dante Pettis didn't return to the football field and he went and and, and sought further treatment, whoever made the decision to get him there. Good job. Well, this but, is the, multiple times this year. How many we, we talked about happened with Jaquan Brisker, with Kyler Gordon, and mm-hmm. – how many times has Fields been cleared and and put back in after another hit that happened again? He's in the blue tent. I'm at the point now with all the Tua stuff and everything else. If, yeah, you better be sensitive to it, if, for sure. If you have to be evaluated, if you go into the blue tent and you are evaluated for a potential concussion, you are out of the game. And if the next day you're fine, great. We erred on the side of caution. But if you are, the evaluation means immediate removal. That's where I am because I'm tired of this. I, I hear you. I guess it just depends on who t- who says you need to be evaluated in a given moment because, you know, sometimes a guy will, 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 will land a little funny and they'll just want to get it checked out and it checks out clearly. I, I Listen, like I, I'm with you in terms of the hypersensitivity that needs to be applied to this and particularly what we're seeing with Tua and particularly with what, you know, I've seen and been around in this league with, with head injuries. You just, you, you just don't want this to become a, a regular thing. You know, Rich Campbell and I used to talk about how – the more we learned about player health and safety and all the things that come along with being a player in this league, the harder it was to go into post-game locker rooms and yep. just see the the carnage. You know, it, it just is because these are our human beings who you get to know um, and 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 you understand the pressures that they're under and the wiring that they have to to put their their bodies in situations that they probably shouldn't be putting them in at times. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good with the hypersensitivity to it. And, and let's hope Dante Pettis is okay. I'm hoping we get an, uh, an update on that when we talk to Matt Eberflus in, in, in an hour and a half or so. When it comes to the way that you're looking at Braxton Jones, are you looking at him? Are you grading him on a curve on where he was drafted? No, not anymore. I mean, he's your starting left tackle. You know, I mean, that you know, who cares where he was drafted and where he played college ball at this point? I think he's done a lot of nice things this year, but I've been consistent now for the last month in saying if you have an opportunity to upgrade at that position, it's a really important position to building a uh, football team that can, can sustain success. You go and try to find an upgrade there. That You know, I was going back through the sacks because I wanted to get a better – a feel for what happened yesterday. There's two on the same drive that are purely on, on Braxton Jones yesterday, a uh, 12 yarder and an eight yarder. And he just got beat by uh, players that, that beat him. You know, he's, he's susceptible to the bull rush. He got bull rushed on the second one and got knocked back into it. And by the way, 
he actually got bull rushed in a way where he fell back into Michael Schofield. Michael Schofield's knee buckled, and that was the end of Michael Schofield's day. So you see the ripple effect of some of these things when you can't hold up in those situations. The flip side of that, though, Lawrence, I'm, I'm through six of the seven sacks so far. Four of them aren't on the offensive line. Uh, the, the last one, the sixth one, I, I haven't gotten to the seventh one yet, is a, a loss of nine that Justin takes with the ball in his hands for eight seconds. James Houston ends up sacking him after dropping in coverage and then being like, oh, man, this dude's holding the ball forever. I'm just going to go shoot out of a cannon and go take him down. And he takes him down for a loss of nine when Justin had a, a clean pocket all day and didn't let it rip. The sack fumble is a play where they, they've got basically max protect on they've got two receivers in pattern justin's got a chance to to let one fly to dante pettis deep and he, chose, and he pump chose, faked she right just didn't didn't pull it didn't pull the trigger and then he get he, he he gets out of the pocket he's trying to scramble a little bit and he's way too casual with the football carrying it in one hand and again it's james houston comes from back of the play he gets off a block from comet and wesco and and strips the ball out and all of a sudden you have a moment late in the first half of a game you're in that goes the wrong way because your, your quarterback made a mistake and, and, and it's okay to acknowledge these things. And, and to point out that, that this, this offense, particularly the passing offense and this quarterback as the engine of the passing offense has a long, long way to go to be considered uh, in an upper tier offense. Do you think that part of the issue, like why you saw some of the bad habits is because some of the things that went wrong around him or is it because he lost focus and concentration? Yeah, it's both. I mean, it's it's, it's both. It, it literally is what playing quarterback in this league is about. You have to have a mental fortitude to be able to withstand things. And Justin has that. We've seen it throughout the season. He's shown really, really promising flashes of things. But yesterday, some bad habits. You, you know, we're back in there. There's a, another play where, uh, you know, he, he feels pressure in the pocket and you just see the eyes drop and you see him basically tuck the ball as a runner without even thinking about, okay, I'm going to escape the pocket to the right and try to try to make a throw down field. I think he ended up picking up like three yards on a scramble on that play. Um, but it's like, you, you, you got to get over those hurdles and there's a long way to go. And this is why they keep him in games like yesterday's because a quarterback has to uh, understand how to grind when things aren't going well, has to understand how to try to get things back on track in terms of your own individual habits and, and trying to get the offense around you to play better, even on days where it's going south, because it's not all going to be pretty. Uh, and, and you've got to learn these experiences. These experiences are all valuable. And so really until the, the last drive, um, I was fine with them, them playing them all the way, you know, through deep into the fourth quarter. I, I don't want them to accident into a win this weekend. I also, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't with the people who were like, just sit him down now because the offensive line sucks and get him out and save him for the whole year. I, what, whatever excuses you want to make, whatever reason you want to play Nathan Peterman, I, I think every way that this roster has been managed to this point with the the IR party with the airing on the side of caution, the fact that we've got street free agents among the street free agents, street free agents are on the active roster right now. I think this is Nathan Peterman time and the, you don't come this far. You don't, you don't have the bottoming out season without committing to the bottoming out at this point. And, and I want your thoughts on that. And also, are you hearing anything that this game might be flexed to the afternoon? 
So I, we, we were talking about this morning. I don't know what all the logistics that the NFL is trying to apply to which games actually matter for what and how they're fiddling around with the schedule. So it's, it's hard to know right now when it's going to kick off. If you want Nathan Peterman to play, I'm wondering if you can get in touch with somebody in Nathan Peterman's hometown to take my seat in the press box for me <laughs> on, on, on Sunday so that I can just mail it in too. No, we can, got a I guy named Artie that I'm, I'm oh, for yeah. sure that will love Art, it. Artie from Elgin would be happy to take your seat. Trust me, I, I can save my energy for next season, too, if that's what we're going to do, if we're all just going to shut it down and, and just decide it doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, we are where we are, and this is one of those those games where it's like, oh, man, did we really need to go to a 17-game season, right? For our sake, in Chicago right now, it feels like no. Obviously, there's a lot of games around the league that are that are really significant, and i got to be honest with you, I'm pretty excited about Packers-Lions, right? Me I mean, too. These, these, two, two, these two teams, what they've done – you know, since the start of November to now to, to, to set up this this really, really theatric uh, clash on, on Sunday at Lambeau Field is pretty cool. And it'll be really uh, interesting to see how that one shakes out. I'm trying to catch Dan up because obviously he was damn Mexico last week <laughs> doing his thing on a big fishing boat and enjoying ceviche out there drinking margaritas and mezcal, like all this stuff. You cover- I'm going when, when when Artie gets in the press box, I'm going to go do what Dan did. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. You covered Kevin Warren, right? Yeah, so he was in Minnesota for the two years that I was there, yeah. What do you think of him? Look, I think that the the, the scouting report on Kevin Warren, that that if, if he is a top candidate for this job, is that he is a guy that is not okay with okay. And he would shock the building in a heartbeat in terms of what he would want from every single department at Hellas Hall in relation to what makes a successful football organization run. That's on the business side. It's on the, the football side. It's on every single element of what you do as a, you know, huge, huge corporate industry slash football organization in the national football league. And so I think there are things there that would be very, very good for the culture and the complacency acceptance that has existed throughout my entire time covering this football team uh, and probably much longer, as you guys could attest to, uh, that would be really, really good. And, and look, I think he also obviously understands what it takes to get a beautiful landmark stadium off the ground and and, and into existence. Uh, that that place in Minnesota is is gorgeous. There's obviously different logistics and dynamics and other things that that come into play there than would would be in play here. Uh, but certainly, that experience would would be a major plus for a team that's trying to to open up new revenue streams and then obviously a, a beautiful building where we can go watch sports concerts. Final Four, Super Bowls, whatever else we want to see out there in Arlington Heights. I think once that name gets floated, you better close the deal on that name because anybody else after that's going to look worse unless it's somebody, some absolute rock star we're not even thinking about. Yeah, and then so you got to ask how much you're willing to pay, you know, and, and then, then that comes down. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, that's going to be part of it. But, but I think fascinating that that name is out there now publicly because, as you just mentioned, it now gives you a cross-reference of people who were interested and who spoke with the organization and who got pretty deep in the process. And now if you introduce somebody else that's, that's kind of less impressive, it's going to be like, uh-oh, same old bears, right, which is kind of how I feel all the time. <laughs> As someone who's covered the NFL for a long time, do you buy into the concept of the quarterback gathering the pass catchers in the offseason and the value that adds to what the team does in the next season? Uh, hard, hard to answer that. I, what, what I would say is, yes, there's value in that. I, I just wouldn't exaggerate the value in that. And I think some of my 
my push the entire season here is like, let's just stop exaggerating everything. If we can say, yes, that has value, but it's not the, it's not going to be the one thing that turns the bears from a 14 loss team into a, a championship contender overnight. But it is something that allows a quarterback to create chemistry with the people he throws to that create, allows him to create relationships that allow for, for honest conversations to happen when honest conversations need to get really real for a football team. And so that there, there is value in that. It's just not going to be something that's like some, some, you know, magic springboard to, to things that, that this organization and this fan base want to experience. They've got a lot of things to get shored up in that regard, but yeah, I would, I would like to see Justin get together with Mooney and Claypool and whoever else uh, they, they pick up in free agency in the draft and, and, and sling it around a little bit. That can't hurt. Could help. Right. That's kind of where well, I fall for on sure. it. That's- for sure. For sure. That's where I am. I, I, I know it's more sort of people, wanting to project their little sports fantasies on stuff when this is their job and they've got all their coaches and everything and they and guys have families of their own but can't hurt could help if if they if they think it would help them I would want them to do it no doubt no doubt but like this you know all of this conversation comes back to just how many holes there are on this roster yep. yeah you know and like and, and 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 you know the exercise to do is to just go down the names that they have active ir wherever else practice squad and say who would you want here in 2024 <laughs> you know like that that's that's how you get a, a barometer on just how far away you are when you go huh <laughs> i don't know if i can get past eight names you know of people you yeah. currently have yeah, on, I, the, on I, the roster i, I think if, if- if you spread it to everyone to whom they have rights and, and negotiating windows and all that, I think I got to 10 very liberally. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, yeah. You said eight, and eight, eight's probably we about should, right. We should do that exercise on the air. Let's save it for sometime this week, man. Yeah. Because that's that I think that's about right. That's the that's about where I'm at too. Like that number is about where I'm at. So that's wild. Uh, Dan, en- enjoy week 18. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can feel my enthusiasm for it. Send me those lists when you make them, and, uh, and I'll pour over them a little bit. But, yeah, you guys enjoy week 18 as well, and uh, I hope 2023 gets off to a rousing start this week. With a loss. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's all the rouse that I need. Dan Weederer, thank you. That is Dan Weederer, and he joins us on our Horizon Therapeutics Bears Mondays. So coming up next, let's have the conversation about Chase Claypool. And we can add some stuff to it. I talked with some guys. I know some guys. I did too. And and I also, I think we should highlight what the Claypool situation did positively on the Justin Fields. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 